Many have tried, many have failed, and she is one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome. That's a song, but we don't have the rights. Um, welcome back to Fitless for another week. It's me, your host, Bianca, and we're back to regular format, which is that I have a guest and it's not just me. Um, I'm really excited to introduce this friend of mine who I've known a little bit, but now we're reconnecting through exercise as like, you know, a common point of questioning and, you know, exploration of ourselves. And so join me in welcoming to the show, Becca Fern. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. You know, happy to be here. Yeah. So Becca and I did our uh, exercise last night, which was another yoga. But, you know, some yogas are similar. This one was very different. And I, I wasn't sure what to expect. And I was excited. Can you pronounce the name of the place? Oh, sure. <laughs> First, let me try. Iyengar? That's it. I think they say Iyengar. Iyengar. Yeah. Yoga Institute. The Iyengar. And now I don't know. <laughs> the Iyengar Institute. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like I-anger. No. It's Iyengar. Iyengar. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But nobody was mad. No. Everyone was chill. Yeah. Um, so we did that, and that's Becca's, like, exercise that you say you, you think you do it most frequently of anything else. I don't, I don't do anything else <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, it's all, I, it's all I do, and I do it often sometimes. Got it. Or I sometimes do it often. So that's the end. That's, like, the... The, that brings us up to speed for your current state, sort of. But tell the people, tell me, what has been your relationship with exercise throughout your life? Well, like many of your guests, <laughs> I played organized sports as a young person. Um, probably starting with soccer. Classic. I know that I tried T-ball once. I remember it, what, like, doing it once. So I'm not sure that I ever actually did it. Um, my dad was, like, a soccer player in college. So he was really into us playing soccer, my brother and I. My brother, who's not particularly sporty, but I think I am. So I played soccer for some years when I was younger, and then... I was also like dancing and I did dance at school and then after school. And like I ballet? Uh yeah, I took I took ballet. I did tap. I feel like I did the occasional like hip hop class <laughs> at Sharon Miller's uh dance academy in Montclair, New Jersey. And then it was high school. It was, it was high school when I was like, do I dance or do I play sports? <laughs> and I decided to play sports because I was sort of put off by 
the vibe of like ballet and dance and it like made me feel self-conscious and it wasn't I was okay I was like good enough but it wasn't there was no future right uh so then I played field hockey cool (laughs) yeah um my cousin Lucia played field hockey a lot I shout out to her shout out to Lucia I mean it was pretty it was pretty fun um did you wear a skirt? I did. As part of your uniform? For sure. You have to wear a skirt. It's a girl's sport. <laughs> um, w- weirdly, like, the head coach, or maybe not, the assistant coach was this, like, wild dude who had a mullet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he was there. Did often. he wear a skirt? <laughs> no. <laughs> he didn't wear a skirt, but he always wore, like, a Montclair field hockey shirt. Like, and you would see him around town, and he was, like, very much a character of the town. And he was into it. Oh, yeah. He was really into it. Um, That's definitely something I noticed in high school, like, not being a part of any of the sports teams. There were certain faculty members who were coaches who, like, got so into it, and you could tell, like, they cared so much about girls swim team yeah and I was just like that must be nice to like have an adult (laughs) like super invested in your in your performance athletic performance I never noticed that (laughs) (laughs) as a good feeling I don't think really well he was oh he was a volunteer too he wasn't like a teacher at the school who like (laughs) this was his shit like (laughs) he was just like a dude um, like a crazed townie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a crazed townie. Ferg. <laughs> Coach Ferguson. Yeah. I really haven't thought of him in a really long time, <laughs> but I can see his face perfectly. Um, yeah, so I played I played field hockey all four years. We were, I have to say that we were state champions. Oh my God, that's amazing. It was pretty cool. A few months ago, some friends of mine were at my house in New Jersey and like looking through a, a photo album and they fa- they like uncovered this very like grisly shot of me like with a mouth guard in <laughs> and they had not ever seen that side of me before, but she's there. Yeah. But then I went to college in New York City and I was like, I'm not, like, not going to play sports ever again. And I pretty much haven't exercised since. Like... Yeah, you know. so through college, nothing really. Um, well, I did. There was a time I had like a brief stint at Yoga to the People with my friend Jared. Um, but most of the, I liked to just go to sort of ma- make fun of the people who worked there. Like, I never really felt right to me. Everyone felt like their name was Candy. It was a little too, like, um, it was too close. It was too much for me. Yeah. The I re- scene. Yeah. I remember that in college, people, because I also went to college in the city. Yeah. People being like, yeah, we're going to yoga to the people. And I had never done yoga and at that point, I don't think. And I certainly, I, I just remember being terrified. Like, wait, it's free? <laughs> like, <laughs> like... Right. I felt like in college I came, I realized pretty quickly that, you know, my 
my family is, they're all Democrats, but I came from like a more conservative upbringing and I instantly recognized that I didn't trust something if it was free. <laughs> I was like, but why is it free? I like, feel like my upbringing taught me like, go, <laughs> like it's free. You should go. <laughs> I was so skeptical. I was like, are they going to make me do drugs? <laughs> well, it turns out it's free free because it's like on the labor of those poor teacher trainers who I've learned some things because I know someone who did the teacher training and it's like they don't actually like get the money it all gets like pooled and split up or like I don't know maybe I'm spreading like gossipy lies about yoga to the people I don't want to do that but they have a thriving business that's for sure yeah you know yeah just I definitely looked at it askance Mm-hmm. And I still have never been. So yoga to the people. And then when did you find Iyengar? So yeah, I did I did that. That's vinyasa, as we all know. Um, flow. flow. <laughs> um, and then I, yeah, didn't really exercise. And maybe occasional like running around, but... Playing. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> like play exercising like once. Like making a, like spending a lot of time making like a schedule to work out, like a very, like a real, like a color coordinated schedule that like matched my days and my work and my school, but then like never doing it. Sure. And then I went to graduate school in Western Massachusetts and, um, for social work. And so I was, and I was so alone (laughs) there. It was like a really solitary time because it's a very sleepy town and the way that it worked like my peers were out in different states and I was placed there for my Mm -hmm. internship so I needed to do something to take care of myself that was clear went to yoga to like a random yoga class and it happened to be this method Iyengar and I just fucking liked it yeah um yeah I liked it too it was a lot different than any yoga I've ever done yeah and I've done a lot of different kinds now so, I mean, I'll I'll say like what I thought the chief differences were, but only having taken one class, I bet you could elaborate more. Yeah. So, so first of all, the studio is beautiful, very yeah. clean, and like I don't know, I liked the the look, the wood, and like in the classroom, there's a stage where the teacher is elevated, and she is just. A true pleasure. And this is Becca's favorite (laughs) lady. Yeah. I mean, talk about legs for days, number one. Number two, just her whole energy. She's like a sort of fast talker, intense, wanting to explain things. And so, you know, a yoga class is usually just go and you do the class of yoga and you're either doing a flow or you're kind of slower But this, we only did probably about like five or six different poses. And there were a lot of times where she was like, okay, come watch me demonstrate. We would all gather around her. And she would, in great detail, show like exactly how she wanted you to move your leg or even not just your leg, but like your hip, the bone of your femur. Your flesh. Your flesh, like drive your femur up and connect and just so super specific. So it was, it was like going to yoga school Mm -hmm. and 
I was just on the phone with my mom talking about it and I was like, I really liked it because so often in a yoga class, I'm feeling like, well, I'm not doing any of this right. So I'm not getting the full benefit. And this, I felt like it was so specific. And mm-hmm. so it's always like that. Yeah. So we took a level one class. I've been taking her class since 2013. So I like... And I just take level one. She's told me I can come to level two. I (laughs) should say that, but I haven't because, and there's only, there's like a certain number of poses. I haven't really studied the depths of Iyengar yoga. Mm -hmm. I just do what she says, but I've learned a lot from her. And so there's really, there's a series of poses that you can do in level one. And each week it's a 90 minute class and you just do a few poses and Every her instructions I've heard so many times before, but every time I watch her do it, I'm learning something from her. And it's so like sometimes she says things about the body that feel so related to life and not in the way where somebody like reads you like a Winnie the Pooh quote at the end of a yoga class. Yeah. But I remember the first class I took with her. And the reason I got there was because I knew I liked this method of yoga. It felt different to me than things I had done before. So I looked it up, and there was this institute, and it was the only place where it was offered. It's kind of expensive. There's no other options. Um, <laughs> it's not free. Um, but I was, like, going into one of the poses, and she kind of came over and tapped me, and she's like, "Good, you're very flexible. You need to pull. You need to pull in a little bit more. Like you don't need to go that far to be in it. Just because you can go that far doesn't mean you need to." And I was like, oh. <laughs> "You know, like that feels like a a theme in my life." So I feel like the instructions around having your having your body moving your body with integrity and like really thinking about it and being conscious. Yeah, beneficial. Definitely, I really liked it for that reason, because of what I just said about a lot of a lot of yoga classes that I've taken feel like just like they're they've exploited this ancient thing, and now you're just doing it because you're like trying to get skinny or whatever, right. you know, and. And even if the intention of the teacher and all the practitioners is like not to to have that be the case, it still feels like a very for-profit just vibe. Mm-hmm. And this was like, you know, wasn't it wasn't challenging. Like I wasn't sweating or I wasn't like, I wasn't out of breath or anything, mm-hmm. but I was challenged by it because I had to think more and it was sort of like the difference between when I took this Muay Thai class at a Muay Thai fighting place versus a kickboxing class Mm. where they're just like okay now kick that thing Mm -hmm. where as the guy in Muay Thai is like specifically take your take your foot pivot this way like I want you to do it exactly right and that's what this was like for yoga. It was like, oh, we're learning it. Mm-hmm. We're really learning it. <laughs> well, I don't know if you noticed one time she she like gets into these um, 
kind of spells where she's like dizzied by the idea of being able to explain your bones to you. Yeah. And it's very much about your bones Mm -hmm. and like stacking that, you know, all the shit. And she was like, should I go get the skeleton? Don't have time for the skeleton. (laughs) You know, like she didn't have time. But she wanted to. She wanted to bring a skeleton into our class. And even when you were talking about the look of the room, you didn't say, you used the word classroom. You're like, oh, there's like a little stage in the classroom. Because it, it does feel like that. It does. Yeah. I liked that about it. And I will say that I was sore after, but in this morning when I woke up, I felt like in the Wizard of Oz when the Tin Man like gets his joints mm. oiled, like mm-hmm. my whole hips just felt like totally looped up. Yeah. <laughs> and- I'm sore. Yeah, and I felt, like, heavy and good all day from it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so I feel like I'm trying to explain specifically about the triangle pose that we did because that one was, we spent a lot of time on that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And I have never felt like I did it so deeply and effectively. And... Yeah, just this emphasis on taking your femur and driving it up into your hip socket and balancing in a specific way. And her energy, she does get into these like tizzies and I found myself totally hypnotized by her mm-hmm. because she was constantly talking. It was like a constant stream of talking and I was paying such close attention to what she was saying and really trying to absorb it. And it was usually I get bored like within 15 minutes. I was worried you were bored. I felt, I felt worried about you. No, I was, I was maybe bored like almost at the end, Mm -hmm. but that was because the last, (laughs) (laughs) the last pose was an inversion. Yeah. Right. We usually end that class almost always with a shoulder stand. Which is when you go, you're like lying on your Did you, back. You didn't get to see it. Well, I sort of you peeked. You took a look. Um, yeah. So Iyengar uses a lot of props too. Um, so you can do shoulder stand a number of ways. We did it in our class with the chair in the middle of the room. But oh, sometimes yeah. we do it at the wall. There was a chair yeah. part where uh-huh. you're sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was Good. so funny to me. But did you twist? I twisted so good. Right. But like the thought of using a chair in an exercise class is kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah. But we were standing while sitting. Right. Which is also, I mean, I think something I like about this too is it's something you can actually, people talk about a yoga practice, but you can really practice that shit. Like sitting on the subway when you're, you know, yeah, bringing your weight from your one hip or your toes straight back and into your heels, you know. Definitely. And when when we were gathered around watching her demonstrate, she'd be like, see, look at all of you. You're all favoring one leg. And we'd all be like, oh, my God, we are. Oops. <laughs> she knows us. But the shoulder stand is like where you're lying on your back and then you put your legs up in the air, right? Yeah, you kind of, you end up, you end up sort of holding the back of your ribs with the weight in your forearms, trying not to put too much into your neck, 
and then lifting your feet up and standing on your shoulders. But I couldn't do it because I was on my cycle, which I only knew about because she asked, is anyone on their cycle? Mm-hmm. And I was the only one who was. I meant to warn you about that because <laughs> she, she'll she get upset too. She, she didn't get upset during our class. I kind of wish she had because it's funny when she does. When she's just like, no, you know, when someone's not doing the right thing or they're not in the right, she can't see them and she like tells them to move in this kind of like intense way. But yeah, you can invert when you're on your cycle. Do you know why? Um, mm. <laughs> Is it too gross to talk about? I feel like I have one story that actually does feel too gross to talk about, maybe off mic. But I, um, no, I, I imagine it's something about you why you wouldn't want the blood, the fucking walls of your uterus traveling down into your body. It's no. on its way out. Like, let it leave. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't need to do all that. Yeah. So um, I got to take like an extra long nap mm-hmm. at the end. <laughs> but she bolstered me up and then my, my feet were a little bit elevated. Felt great. You were extending too, right? She mm-hmm. probably put your shoulders back yeah. behind you. You were doing something similar with your upper body that we were doing. Right. I was just... And you were actually in the same pose as us, just straight down on the ground, and we were up. Yeah. She aligned your body the same way. You aligned it, (laughs) but she helped. She helped. Yeah. So have you ever gone to like a non-Iyengar yoga since you started? No. No. And you only like this kind. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think... So, like, I was sweating, and it is hard for me. The other thing that's actually, I think, ties me to it, maybe emotionally in some way, is that I have some very bizarre, like, muscular issues that are, um, like, make it difficult for me to do a variety of things in my daily life. And she knows everything about me, right? <laughs> even though I haven't even had to tell her much. And she'll, so if there's something that I'm doing and I can't quite do it because it like puts weight in my hands in some way, like I still find a way to participate fully and also find new, like it feels healing to me. It feels like I'm actually using my body and my muscles in ways that I can't do on my own. So there's that part of it too, where I'm like, she sees me. Yeah. Like that's I'm not, nice. I'm not dysfunctional. Um, <laughs> and it's nice to be in a place like that. And I really like going with all, did you notice the people? Yeah. You want to talk about yeah, them? I like, like them all. They're great. Yeah. A lot of like older people mm-hmm. and just, yeah. I made a friend. I have a friend there. Her name's Rose. She's this older woman who she, is like all about it. She does it all the time. And I've known her for years, <laughs> you know? Um, I feel like I could probably benefit from, I not probably, I know I need to actually like do some cardiovascular something. But really, I just want to feel good. And usually I take it on Sundays and it's in the middle of the day, so I can't make too many plans with people and run around. I just like do my thing. Yeah, that's nice. That's a good. That's a good uh, mo. 
Yeah. I actually, but I think there must be something kind of rigid about me too, because I'm like, I go to her. I only go to her. I go to Iyengar. This is the time. Um, and then she was out and there was a sub and it was good. And so then I started, I've taken a few classes with other teachers and they're also great. And it's that same very, what's that word? Uh, a word for teaching. Peda. Pedagogy. Yeah. Pedagogy. It's like, depending it's like, <laughs> on maybe where you were educated. I'm not sure. Pedagogy berries. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely, it would be cool to do it as like a companion to maybe mm -hmm. like a faster paced vinyasa type yoga. I think that would fuck you up. You do? I do. I do. Okay. Because maybe not, but I don't know when you're in that kind of flow, you're not spending the time in the poses to have your body aligned and maybe it would help with the other methods. Maybe. I'm not sure. But yeah, it is really about intense thought around positioning. I can see that that feels true also the first time yeah, taking it maybe because it she changes. talks so much and there is, she's like, rotate the top, like the hip, the knee, the heel, you know, yeah. you're like rotating everything. You have to think about, you have to hold so many things in your mind at once. You're with your back leg, like you're driving it into the floor, and with the front leg, you're pushing it into the other side, engaging the opposite. So it's like there's a lot to think about, but when you repeat them over and over and over, you're not thinking from your mind and from your brain. Your body is, and it knows. It's fun. So you feel like you've benefited from this in yeah. general? Mm-hmm. Emotionally, physically, spiritually. Perhaps even spiritually. I mean, like I hate, I used to hate doing ohms and shit like that, but I fuck with it now. Like, <laughs> I like it. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I got to do this. <laughs> like, this is how I got to start. I still don't say namaste at the end because I'm just like, that's not how I greet people. Yeah, I have a hard time with I namaste just don't do it. too. But I like, you know. Yeah, pay your Gratitude. respects. <laughs> yeah. Gratitude, but I, I can't. That doesn't feel authentic to me. The ohms are cool, though, because I feel like it's fun to make a noise with a group, just in general, whether you're yeah. in a band or screaming or... And it's like a dropping of the jaw that like mm -hmm. I never do. My shit is clenched all day. <laughs> so it's nice to try to, like, I don't know, see what comes out of me when I'm there. Yeah. I felt great and I still do Yay. and I really liked the learning part of it I feel like it was interesting having you there so because I I talk about it all the time I'm always trying to get my people to like come with me and nobody ever really wants to they're like I do my yoga and I'm like I get that I do mine but I feel like <laughs> but mine's better mine is better for me but <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was found myself like concerned at different points. I'm like, oh my god, Bianca might want to kill herself. Like, and <laughs> and I don't know. And it was like a funny thing to feel like yoga because I'm not usually concerned with anyone but myself. So I noticed that was just kind of interesting. And I've want yeah, I've like tried to bring people before. I'm like, oh, like I have a friend who's a really a lot of back issues, and I'm always thinking about her. I'm like, you should come to Iyengar. Like, it would be okay. You know. Yeah, so 
What do you think about like exercise in general? And like, do you feel like it's important or do you feel like just finding this is specific enough to your taste that like, what do you think? I think exercise, it's like, okay, sometimes when I, when it's summertime and I have to put on sunglasses because it's so sunny out, I don't have to, but I feel so ashamed. I'm like, why would I leave the house in sunglasses? Like I shouldn't have, like something about the, like the accessory of it or like doing something. I'm just like, this isn't me. I should, does that mean? I don't know. So I feel like with exercise, it's sort of similar where I'm like, what am I going to be a person who exercises or wears sunglasses (laughs) on my way? Like it just doesn't, there's something self-hating in not doing it because I know that when I've done it and when I, I exercise and I've been, you know, I've had different periods of time where I've run, but it, it doesn't feel like a part of my identity and then I kind of just like drill down in that. I'm like, no, I do this yoga. It's not even exercise, but it actually is hard and I'm dedicated to it, but I like to right. diminish. I know exactly what that's like because I spent most of my life that way and like having super active parents in the house, I felt like even more just like, mm. I'm not going to do it because... It's not me. Yeah. And I just think like coming to it later in life now, it's so weirdly loaded. And like, (laughs) then I started a podcast about it and I think about it all the time. I'm like trying to figure out where does it fit in. And I think maybe a good way is to just have something super specific that you like to do that makes you feel good. And that like, fills your your quota almost yeah I don't know I don't know either you know it's like I have so I have so many friends who say the thing of you know that we we all have heard which is just like oh I have to exercise I can't not exercise it's like I have to smoke like I have to um I have to reorganize my socks like I don't (laughs) like I don't feel that I'm not compelled in that way. Um, but I want to. Right. Do I, though? Do I want to wear sunglasses? Yeah. But the thing is, is it makes <laughs> your life so much better. And then once they're on and you're like, everyone else, nobody fucking sees me anyway. I'm just like an <laughs> invisible person on the street. Like, nobody's like, how dare she wear That's sunglasses. how I feel whenever I get dressed up. I feel like I'm in drag. And Every stranger on the street knows that I never wear a dress. Yes. It's like, who does she think she is? Right. And it's like, I only feel comfortable in a dress if I'm like going to a baby shower because then I know (laughs) that like it's expected and I have to and I have to look nice or like a wedding. Right. But otherwise... Because if some Saturday I decide to wear a dress and I'm around anyone I know, they're going to be like, where are you going? Hubba, hubba. Right. <laughs> oh, look at you. Somebody's yeah. wearing a dress. It's like why I wear lipstick inside my house only. <laughs> or like, no, sometimes I, I, I do wear it out. But. 
Yeah, and then I'm like, well, then I'll just have to start wearing dresses all the time so that nobody ever talks to me about it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But that's so our own shit, Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. But it's, it's something that is constantly deliberated, and I just wonder, like, if I could let some of that go, like, how... What else could I be thinking about? <laughs> I feel like it's also about commitment. Like when you were talking in that podcast a few weeks or whenever that was two weeks ago about just struggling with the commitment, that <laughs> that really stuck out to me because I think even what you're saying about the dress, it's like, oh, if I wore a dress, I'd have to commit to being a dress wearer for the rest <laughs> of my life. Like, you know, what? and committing to doing something actually for yourself but that's hard. It's hard to do. And I do a lot. I feel like I do a lot of shit. I go to therapy. I occasionally often go to yoga. Yeah. Ugh, I don't even know. It's exhausting. Yeah. Well, I had a great time at Iyengar. Yeah. Where's the one in Brooklyn? It's right. It's on um, Pacific and 3rd. Oh. Maybe I'll go there. You should go. It's the best. <laughs> um, yeah. And check out Laura's class. Laura. Laura. She's great. Don't. Don't say hi. Don't talk to me if you come. Not you, <laughs> Bianca, but like all of your many listeners. The listeners. Okay. No, you can. Keep it private. Just like don't look at me. <laughs> I'll be the one in sunglasses. <laughs> and a dress. And a dress. Um... Yeah, what one time I went to yoga, someone was wearing a sweater, mm-hmm. and my cousin <laughs> Jaina was really mystified by a guy who wore jeans to yoga one time. Mm-mm. Okay, here's something else about Iyengar. Did you notice there was a guy to the right front of me, older, bald, he had a lot of extra props because he has like some hip issues or something yeah. that now we are all aware of? Yeah, he sat on the stage for one Okay, yeah. Um, Did you see his little shorts? I mean, I saw that he was wearing shorts. Okay, so those are... Laura wasn't wearing her little shorts, but, like, she has velvet ones. She has different colored ones. And they're so you can see her fucking insane, amazing leg. And, like, when she moves her flesh inside to her bone, you can see that shit. Um, But I let... I feel like... I've danced with, I'm like, should I get Iyengar shorts? Should I, should I wear those little shorts so I can, <laughs> so I can see my body? You can see your flesh moving across your bone. Yeah. Flesh to bone, bone to flesh. Yes. I think you should get the shorts. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll get the shorts. And wear them with your sunglasses, <laughs> your dress, and your lipstick. Be Doing like whatever a you want. <laughs> She would be worried about me. I'd like to think she would. I feel like she she knows me. I was telling you when we went in that I hadn't gone for a few months, and I I kind of had to drag myself there one day because I had been pretty much like on my bed or crawling on the floor all weekend, just like in not feeling very posy. And so I went, and she was like, saw me, and she was like, I've been thinking about you. Like, good to see you. And then went into change, and I felt like I was, like, 
I wanted to cry, you know? <laughs> You've been thinking about me. About me. So I'd like to think if I came there in sunglasses and lipstick, she would like try to contact my therapist. Yeah, maybe. You could get a whole team together. Mm-hmm. Like a Kardashian has a team. <laughs> like a Kardashian. Um, okay, well, that was Iyengar. Mm-hmm. I encourage everyone to check it out. It was yeah. very cool. Um, and would you like to play a game? Does this count as exercise? Oh, yeah. Okay, for this edition, does this count as exercise? Going to Ikea. Well... Ikea. Okay. So I would say, how are we getting there? You're taking the bus. Okay. Couple stairs. Uh, <laughs> going to Ikea. Okay, let me let me Set give you more context. Right. Okay. You are moving into a new studio apartment, and um, you have money to furnish it and you have only one day to kind of like in your schedule to Mm. go to Ikea and you're not sure exactly what you want to pick out. You have some basic measurements. Um, Nobody can go with you. So you have to Mm. go by yourself. Oh, this sounds so awful. So in that way, like exercise perhaps for me, um, it definitely, we both know it doesn't count as exercise, <laughs> um, unless you were like running around, like, unless it was, okay, you only have 30 yeah, minutes, right. you only have 30 <laughs> minutes, um, and, and you're on a reality show, you're on a reality show and there's a, conti- there's another person who wants to, if they can furnish it before you, they get to keep the apartment. Yeah. In that case. Yes. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, I would, you might find me just hiding in a bed, you know, (laughs) like, or just putting myself into like a small cabinet to avoid, uh, everything there. I don't think anyone should go to Ikea anymore. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it outright. Okay. I don't feel like I, I have an image of all of these Ikea pieces, like washing to shore uh, in, I don't know, like 20 years. Yeah. Everyone's going to be like, what was it? What was everyone doing with all these like, <laughs> like ill-fitting that, screws? Like those garbage islands in the middle of the ocean. And that's the new Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or like, you know, like how everybody goes to Dead Horse Bay to pick up yeah, like, like cool whatever glass. fucking glass or whatever. I made a mosaic. Take a picture. Right. I went, I took a picture. I like did it's a thing. It's cute. The new, like the dead, like shitty apartment furniture bay <laughs> was is going to like wash over our, yeah. our sunken city and, uh, yeah. and we will be uh, culpable. Yeah. This is the beginning of the end times. I can see that happening. Yeah. I used to hate Ikea, for sure. Huge anxiety producer. But then I did that um, KonMari book. Oh, don't even I know. get me started. I fucking love it. Okay, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I'm 
devoted to that. And I've never yes. like bought into something more than I bought into that. And I think I read it at like a really vulnerable time <laughs> in my life. Absolutely. Anytime. And like she could have literally on the last page been like, and now go and slit your neighbor's throat. And I would have <laughs> done it. Like I was. If it brings you joy. I bought in. Yeah. And ever since then, I've, I've like enjoyed going to Ikea because I know what I'm looking for now. Okay. But. I haven't been in a while. Um. But no. Yeah. <laughs> but. No. <laughs> but no. I feel it doesn't. It doesn't spark joy. It doesn't spark joy for me. Also, I just want things that are made well. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm an adult woman. I want, like, a thing that feels like it's going to hold me sturdy. Spiritually. (laughs) As well as physically. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I do. So it doesn't count as exercise, but it's... um, Taxing. It's taxing. Yeah. Well... I hope that you never have to go there again. (laughs) I probably uh, will. I will say, just to add this in, just so I'm not shit-talking both yoga to the people and Ikea (laughs) in a public forum, (laughs) that the lamps are good, and they're cheap, and they're light. You can just throw them in your bag and assemble them later. Yeah, and And you can get on the bus with them. Mm -hmm. And I will say, I really like their sheets. I have their sheets. Okay, yeah. So... There are some positives. They, well, because I have an Ikea mattress. So all of this to say is I have a ton of Ikea shit, but I'm really unhappy. But they fit my bed, and yeah, I like that. because they're longer, and they go all the way down. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're on the same page. We got it. I think we covered it. Is there anything else you want to tell everybody about? <sighs> um, no, but just that, like, if you've hurt yourself at yoga, stop going to your fucking yoga class because your teacher doesn't know shit. You can go talk to Lara, who will bring a skeleton out and connect your bones to your other bones. Hell yeah. Well, that was Iyengar. And thank you so much for being a guest. This has been a really fun couple of days. I'm a huge fan. (laughs) I'm honored. It was really exciting. And um, thanks, as always, to Bill Wadman, um god bless him and thanks again to claude i thanked him the last episode but i want to thank him again um because i'm gonna see him on saturday too so i would tell him that i thanked him and he's gonna be like what what and i'm be like just never mind whatever and thank you to everyone for listening um it's great talking to you guys And uh, I love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye.